Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Welcome to Season 3 of the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Now, did you know that on average, we speak about 16,000 words per day? That's a lot. Each of those words that we utter, whether intentional or not, make an incredible impact to our atmosphere and the people around us. Are we using our speech to cultivate a positive, uplifting, encouraging environment? Or is our speech filling our surroundings with negativity and criticism? Do the words that flow from our mouths immediately identify us as children of God? Are we representing Jesus well in how we express our joys and our frustrations? In this season, we are going to be walking through the Power of the Tongue online Bible study series. Over the next four weeks, we will be diving deep into scripture to study why our words matter. We will explore what kind of fruit we are bearing with our verbal expression, how our words can either speak life or death into our lives, the generational impact our speech will have on our families, and when it is better to just be silent. Now for all of the notes and scripture references, don't forget to check out www.soulofworship.com forward slash power of the tongue to instantly download the full four-week Bible study guide for free. Again, that's www.soulofworship.com forward slash power of the tongue. No spaces, all one word. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know that at the very end of this episode, I have a few announcements and updates and upcoming events to share with you. So make sure to listen all the way through so that you have all the latest from the Soul of Worship ministry. Week three, make a positive generational impact. In this day and age, we often think only about the here and now and do not tend to put as much emphasis on future generations as our previous generations did before us. But God, God always thinks in terms of generations. From the beginning of time, he has had the long-term view in perfect focus. Our all-knowing God weaves together the story of several generations for his greater purpose. Every promise that God has made to Abraham, to Noah, to David, to anyone has been a covenant between him and that person and their descendants. To maintain access to those generational blessings and promises Our great responsibility is to see that our children know about God and his power. 
God's intention is that we teach the next generation how to speak with wisdom, how to pray continuously, how to worship with power, how to search the word for truth and obey and trust in God. And above all, love how God loves us. Psalms 145 verse 4 through 7 says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. Now in our household, we are big football fans. My son was only one when he started copying my husband's cheers at the TV, along with echoing some of his frustrations as well. Now, I know for sure that we will pass down our love of sports to our children and loyalty to our home team. But are we passing down those same patterns when it comes to our faith in God? Do our children or anyone in the younger generation that we may have influence over, do they see us cheering on and believing in the greatness of God with that same enthusiasm? I'm blessed to say that my children get to see me praise God passionately every Sunday and at home, every chance I get. And they both on their very own, they know when they go to church to go straight to the altar to kneel down and acknowledge God whenever we enter into the church building. And they're seven and two. No one has to tell them to do it. My daughter would sing Waymaker at the school playground during recess because she has heard me sing it to her as a bedtime lullaby. They do these things because they've seen me do it, because it's a pattern I have demonstrated for them in my own walk with Jesus. And I don't say this to boast by any means, but to emphasize that we cultivate the seeds that we have planted within our children. Yes, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 tells us that. But on a habitual basis, what are the patterns that we are planting in our environment? And what words of promise are we speaking over our children? We have to be so careful not to say harmful and rash sayings in frustration like, why would you do that? Why are you so dumb? Or only my idiot child would do this or worse. And I have heard much worse come out of some parents, sometimes even in just casual conversations with other parents. They say things like this. Now, we talked last week about how our tongues carry the power of life and death. So we must be so careful in what we proclaim over our children because our words have power. 
From the time my children have been in my womb, I have proclaimed blessings and promises of life over them. I have told them that they would be world changers, kingdom builders, strong in their faith, that people would come to know Christ through the lives of my children, that they would be powerful, full of the fruit and gifts of the Holy Spirit, that they would be full of joy and love. And I pray this over them every day and you have the power to do the same and that's not to say that I'm perfect I catch myself sometimes saying things like man this little boy is wild or he's out of control and instead I catch myself and say no you are a little boy full of energy let's turn that energy into good We need to take every opportunity to teach and speak wisdom. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9 say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. This passage from Deuteronomy emphasizes that we have a command from the Lord to carefully teach the word to our children. It says that we should be talking about his commandments constantly in everything that we're doing. When we sit, when we walk, when we lie down, when we rise up, if we are constantly speaking the good news, then there really should be no time left for anything else because their future faith It's dependent on the seeds that you're planting in them today. Psalm 78, verse 1 through 7. I want to read it to you. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Wow, that is just so powerful. And as I read it again, it just speaks so much truth into my heart. 
It is such another great example of how critically important it is to teach parables, to make sure our children know the wonderful works of the Lord. Why? So that they can have hope and so that they can teach it to their children and their children to their children. This ensures that the blessings of God, the hope of the Lord, that it doesn't end with us, but continues generation after generation. In my opinion, I would be completely fulfilled with my life knowing that my children's children would be passionate worshipers of God because of my testimony. That because I didn't give up, because I chose the narrow way, that they too would follow that path that I have paved for my bloodline. That in the same way that the Israelites would say, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, that my great-great-grandchildren would refer to God as the God of Sarah Marie, the God of Mark, and the God of Isabel and Matthew. I pray that their faith would be that personal. Instruct with grace. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. If you remember week one of this series, we read in Ephesians chapter four, verse 31 through 32, that we should not speak with bitterness or wrath or anger or evil, but instead be kind and tenderhearted to one another. This passage opening of Ephesians six is a reminder that these rules apply to our parenting as well. We should not be provoking our children to anger. This does not mean that they get a free pass for everything they do, but that our instruction should be done in wisdom, full of grace and seasoned with salt so that they learn from us how to act and how to train up another. We all have generational impact. Our words and actions will have either positive or negative consequences that will impact lifetimes to come. Here are three examples of people whose decisions and faith allowed them to be people that we still talk about thousands of years after their lives are over. The first one I want to mention to you today is Job. He was a man of integrity that was severely tested by Satan. Everything had been taken away from him. Even his wife told him at one point, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But the Bible says that he did not sin with his lips. Had Job decided to listen to his wife at that point, he would have died and never seen the glory of God restore his life. He would have never received the gifts of the sons and daughters that were going to be born after this great time of trial. His family generation would have been over. But instead, Job says, as long as my breath is in me, and the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness. 
nor my tongue utter deceit. Because Job maintained his integrity. It says in Job 42 that the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. He blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he allowed Job to have 10 more children. And Job was able to see these children and grandchildren grow for four generations. That's powerful. The next example is Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite woman who had no children and lost her husband, but chose out of integrity to remain faithful to her mother-in-law, Naomi, and take refuge under the Lord God of Israel. Long story short, Ruth's decision and obedience leads her to be redeemed by Boaz and giving birth to a son that would be in the lineage of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, talk about our decisions having a generational impact. And the last example that I want to share with you today is David. He is, was a young shepherd boy musician, and great warrior that becomes the king of Israel, also in the lineage of Jesus Christ. But what I want to focus on is the fact that David penned half of the Psalms we still read and proclaim today. His words of praise are still inspiring generation after generation of people. While David was not perfect, and neither are we, he knew how to turn to God in his time of sin and call out for help, a pattern that we can still follow today. Remember, God is weaving your personal story to impact the next generation. With his favor and with his guidance, you can make the choice today to live under the abundant blessings of God and pass those blessings down as your legacy of faith. May we all be like a sturdy shade tree that several generations can enjoy, sit under, and still taste the good fruit that our lives have planted. Before I let you go, I want to let you know about the upcoming Make a Sound Worship and Prayer Conference. If nature leads a revival every spring with its sound, then let the church arise to do the same in this season. If you are local to Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or New York, I encourage you to save the date for March 27, 2021 held at the classic Pinebrook Bible Conference and Retreat Center in the scenic Poconos, this one-day conference includes breakfast, three morning conference sessions from incredible anointed speakers, a hot buffet lunch, and an afternoon worship rally service. So trust me, you do not want to miss this. So hurry on over to www.soulofworship.com forward slash conference for all of the details and to buy tickets for you and your family. 
Seating is limited to allow for social distancing, so please secure your spot today. Again, that's www.soulofworship.com forward slash conference. I can't wait to worship with you soon. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.